Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And everything's coming up Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by the TV program Night Boat, the crime-solving boat. And we are also brought to you by... (laughs) Regular toilet paper. <laughs> Not that fancy quilted kind. Ah, oh, hits a wall. Mm, just two this week. But it was a good two. A very good two sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Keeping our show alive. <laughs> We're, of course, uh, talking about the episode And Maggie Makes Three. This is the 13th episode of The Simpsons' sixth season. It originally aired on January 22nd, 1995. It was directed by Swinton Scott III. Ooh. Good Lord. I've never said... <laughs> That name. Well, it's technically Swinton O. Scott the Third. I've never heard of this Simpsons director before. Yeah, nor have I. Um, you know, hardcore Simpsons fans might be yelling at us, but uh, you know, why didn't you tell us about it sooner if you yeah. wanted us to know? Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> if only we were so defensive as people. Um, it was written by Jennifer Crittenden. Uh, the showrunner was David Merkin. And who the hell is that? Who the hell is that? <laughs> and uh, that's it. Wonderful. I'm done. <laughs> I, well, it's been a pleasure working with you, Julia. Yeah, I'll take my leave. Uh, so today we're joined by Todd Levin, who is a writer on Conan. And actually, I asked Todd to do this podcast three years ago. Was it that long ago? How, oh, how old is your, well, how old is your kid? My my daughter is five now. She just turned five. Because oh. you were, I feel like you just had a baby when like I think, two, two is a baby. I, I have another. I have a son now who's a little over two. So it might have. It been must around. have been that. Yeah, uh, I think we were about to have a kid or something. I think that's what it was because I I asked uh, you you know hey do you want to do the podcast sometime and what would the episode be mm-hmm. and I have been saving this episode for Todd because oh, there thanks. have been people that have asked for yeah. it and I said is your name Todd <laughs> and uh, they were like it is. We talked about it all the years ago. I, that I that was what I immediately mentioned, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that it's your so funny that decision so, did not change. It's so weird that that whatever that, that clearly this episode has had an effect on me. Clearly. Yeah. It's funny to have those weird arbitrary markers, though, of like, wow, you, it's been two, your your baby's two, so it's been two years since you asked Tim to be on the podcast. <laughs> I have that. To me. Well, that's my, how we mark time, yeah. my daughter and I. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I have that with my friend's kid, uh, marking, you know, uh, how long I've been out of a relationship with my ex-boyfriend. Like, I remember breaking up with him right when they had the baby, and I'm like, oh, the baby's five years. Wow, it's been five years since we dated. <laughs> That's really weird. I don't know. Well, Only you know, me. we don't have seasons here. We have yeah, to do what we can. We got to mm-hmm. do what we can. You just march forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this episode is so special, and it's, although maybe not one of the more famous episodes, at least the ending of this episode is kind of near and dear to the hearts of, of all good people everywhere. Like it sneaks up on you. It really does. And I was, I'm mad about it. Did not <laughs> want to cry on my lunch break today. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I do it every other day and I just wanted a break. Exactly. Uh, But what about this episode uh, do you think speaks to you on a greater level? Well, it's interesting because I remember that episode meaning a lot to me when I first saw it, which was when it originally aired, and I was very young. How old would you have been in 95? 95, I was (laughs) 20, (laughs) probably, I was probably about 23 when it aired. Yeah. Um, so like, I remember when The Simpsons started. You know, I was I had just started college when The Simpsons started. So I re- and I remember like when they were on Tracy Ullman. Mm-hmm. I remember Akbar and Jeff before that. Like <laughs> I was like reading Akbar and Jeff in the Village Voice. When, you know, when I was in high school. Uh, tell um, tell our listeners uh, what that is in case they don't know. Oh, that was Matt Groening's uh, comic strip. Uh, he he had a besides Life in Hell. Mm-hmm. He had a comic strip called Akbar and Jeff, and they were two little gay men. In, I. Let's say they were gay men. Yeah, in, two little smithers. Yeah, in, in yeah. Charlie Brown Burn shirts. They were, they were kind of wearing Charlie Brown shirts and they had fezes. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that episode, I don't. it always struck me, and it's funny, in, way before I was actually a parent, you know? And now that, now that I am a parent, 
it's like it's unbearable to watch. Oh, <laughs> it's actually okay. like really unbearable, oh like in, 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 a, in a lovely way, but it's a, it's really unbearable to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Julia and I are both daughters, uh, and then that's kind of where that ends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I recently learned that all women are daughters, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is weird. I mean, a lot of men learn that later in life as well. I also didn't know, so it's yeah. it's a good lesson to have. You are reminding me of I, this is not a Thirty Rock. Podcast. I was thinking of Thirty Rock too. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> there's that one. Uh, I mean. I forget what episode, whatever, but like they're all the guys from work are going to a strip club and Liz Lemon joins in and she just raises her fist in the air. She goes, Yeah, daughters and moms. <laughs> like, the strippers on there. Oh, yeah. That's funny because I was thinking of 30 Rock, but it wasn't that line. Oh, wow, really? Um, it's as if a woman wrote the show. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tracy Morgan at some point is just like, uh, Wait, uh, you're somebody's daughters? Are all women somebody's daughters? <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. Um, it's a good show, everybody. You should mm-hmm. watch it. Uh, but we're not here to talk about 30 Watt. Yeah. Well, I mean, so yeah, I'm I'm not a parent, but I mean, I just feel like, I think it's, it's part of the joy of, you know, watching The Simpsons as an adult, um, or you were an adult when you first saw The Simpsons, so let me rephrase. I was barely an adult. Okay. Yeah, I would well, say that. Part of the joy of watching The Simpsons, or, or giving it another look, is I feel like you... you very rarely have the same experience with the episode um, mm-hmm. as you did the first time. Like you just have lived more life, and you can kind of reflect and kind of glean a little bit more of like the themes that they were going for in the episodes, and like yeah. those sort of like emotional touchstone moments. And I feel like this episode is such a standout episode for that because as a kid, or maybe as like a younger college person, um, I don't know if it could resonate as strongly as like you've lived a little bit of life and you've understood like you know what is emotionally at stake for Homer in this episode of like you know keeping the family together Mm -hmm. and you know like the the stakes of like Marge not wanting to tell him and I don't know we'll get into it but I just feel like it's it hits a bone it hits a nerve I would definitely say I I was thinking about today when I was watching it again and I I kind of think part of the reason it meant so much to me even back then was that it helped me understand my own dad in a mm. way that maybe I didn't really, you know, yeah. that and it made me it kind of was like the first it's kind of sounds so stupid. It's kind of it was kind of the first time that it made me start to understand what how being an adult was different than being yeah. whatever the fuck I was at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, just having those particular responsibilities. Yeah. Um there, you know. There's an episode of Wonder Years that does a similar thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion, where it's basically that Kevin goes to work with his dad. And, you know, for the entire show and for most of our lives, you only see the reactions of your parents when they come home from work and yeah. they're angry. And it's just kind of like, well, they should chill out. Like, why are they doing this? Like, you know, why are they always so mad all the time? And what is, you know, why can't I have all the things I want? And then you realize kind of like what they have to go through to make money, which mm-hmm. is such a hard concept to understand when you're little. And when you finally have like this moment where like you see your dad go to work or you see someone have to literally crawl through, you know, <laughs> a door to get their job yeah. back. Yeah. You suddenly kind of, yeah, you, you have that new found like knowledge of like, oh, I well, see your, now. Your world is expanded when it was so small of exactly as you described, like all of it was just like, what's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was yeah. my whole life. And I remember frustrating my mom, like, and I was an asshole. I, I realized for doing this, but you know, like the moment she'd walk in the door, I'd be like, what's for dinner, mom? You know, cause I just knew that that was like the magic question to ask. And it would, it would usually elicit a good Aww. response of like pizza or whatever. <laughs> and she's probably saying Not for pizza. my mom. No. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we were a crock pot family at most. We were we I, ate I to survive. It. Like yeah. we like <laughs> my neither of my parents could really cook. And, Same. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom didn't cook at all. Mm-hmm. And my dad just heated food. That was yep. kind right. of like how we ate. We just it's ate so we wouldn't form, die. Though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had mostly frozen food within like we, had uh, we did have we always had um bricks of Tillamook cheese that we would then put on top of the frozen food. So that was fun. But now I'm vegan, so uh, I wonder why. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, for those that have not seen the episode in a while, uh, we like to go through the little Wikipedia entry. Yeah. Tell you what you missed. It's a good one. In the episode, Homer recounts the story of Maggie's birth when the kids ask why there are no photos of her in the family album. 
there it is. There it is. That's, that's, <laughs> nothing to argue with there. It, yeah. That's it. Um, that was the whole thing. There's nothing else nope. that we can talk about, <laughs> nope. so we can just go home. Wikipedia is great like that. It is so good. <laughs> Sometimes they're really detailed. Like, you can tell oh, that, really? you know, like, Trevor at, like, Columbia University was, like, really going to town on this Wikipedia <laughs> page. my time and, to like, shine. My time to shine. He cracked his knuckles and he got, he got there. And then sometimes it's just this. Yeah, it's it, abstract. Mm-hmm. It's it, almost abstract. It reminds me of, like, one of the hardest times I've ever laughed uh, as a kid. I think it was at my dad's place. And, and we all, it was, like, one of those great moments, similar to, like, watching The Simpsons with the, my family, where we all found it funny and just, like, belly laughed. Um, we were flipping through the TV guide, and I found a listing for Alice in Wonderland that summarized it as, Girl Falls Down Rabbit Hole. <laughs> and we laughed so, we laughed into the night. We laughed t- into the next day. We just thought that was the funniest thing of like, well, you know, there's no accounting for nuance. Uh, <laughs> there it is, folks. That's beautiful. It kind of broke my brain, too. I was like, oh, wow, that's what this story is about. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Uh, so... One thing that's always great, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, is that you may remember an episode for being about one thing and forget that it starts with Nightboat. <laughs> like you have these moments where you're just like, oh, right. yes, it starts with something very cartoonish and silly and great, and yeah. it's just laughs mm-hmm. and just so many jokes from the top. And then it takes, you know, we don't even really get into like the heart until pretty deep in. Like it's kind of right. just a joke, a much funnier episode than I remember. Like mm-hmm. I love this episode, but I, rem- I remember loving it only because it's sweet mm-hmm. it's way funnier than I remember like I I, I love the kids being very fed up with Nightboat. yeah and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they having, having a lot of questions <laughs> why are there always fjords <laughs> there's always a yeah. canal a yeah. canal or a fjord yeah. I will not have you speak poorly of Nightboat. <laughs> uh, that back talking boat sets a bad example <laughs> says you woman <laughs> that was a great interaction we now return to Nightboat, the crime solving boat faster Nightboat. We gotta catch those starfish poachers. You don't have to yell, Michael. I'm all around you. Oh no, the headed for land. We'll never catch them now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, night boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. Okay, TV off. It's family time. Oh, but Marge, night boat! The crime-solving boat. Homer, you promised one night of family time a week. Besides, that back-talking boat sets a bad example. Says you, woman. Uh, I, I also, you know, I, I don't have to look as at very many kid photos. I imagine that as a parent, you probably deal with it more than I might. Although, sure. you know, now that Facebook is around, we all kind of get to see the wallet photos. But I do love Marge walking us through the various ways in which Bart is taking a nap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, just it was, yeah, uh, just as an example of like the, the absolute level of detail with which she covered his early years like, yeah. uh, obsessively just hovering over him with a camera at all moments and then there's no pictures of Maggie yeah yeah, yeah it's it's just such a sweet thing and um, I I love I love how absurd this whole episode gets um, I love uh, you know obviously it became a, a kind of family guy type trope but I love kind of Homer's imagination taking us to different places throughout this storytelling him being like the unreliable narrator yes mm-hmm. yeah I I love him uh, when he starts telling the story about you know why there are no photos um, he just starts talking about this dream which we don't know is happening of terrorists that come in uh, and the way that it's directed uh, by that very fancy man's name who I forgot already I'm sorry um, I love that Homer kind of has his arms like up and he's kind of doing like a oh, yeah. intimidating like dancey thing and then oh, it, yeah. it transitions perfectly into him like airing out his underarms. Yeah, uh, it's it's beautifully done, chock full of jokes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not even really essential to the story. I was gonna do the assist. Swinton O. Scott the Third is uh, our our fancy named director. He sounds like for he this. grew up in poverty. I know, I know, <laughs> Swinton O. Scott the Third. Mm, um, you I, must be referring to my father, Swinton O. Scott the Second. This is the first one he ever directed. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. Did uh, did he go on to do others? I wonder. I don't know. 
Um, maybe the internet will tell us. Uh, but in the meantime, I loved the Dick Clark calendar when. Me too. <laughs> yes, that was great. <laughs> uh, for those who don't remember, it was uh, it was just going through like uh, Dick Clark's birthday, um, like harass Dick Clark. There was one. It was like Len- uh, Dick Clark on Leno. Yeah. And then harass Dick Clark. <laughs> it was so like he was just keep completely keeping track of Dick Clark. <laughs> there are a lot of really great specific. Um, I will say turns of phrases, but a, a lot of really specifics in um, Homer's narration uh, that I found pretty delightful of like how he's getting into the story and sort of like framing what the time period was. I love that he said, and the clear beverage craze gave us all a reason to live. <laughs> the domestication of the dog continued unabated. unabated. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Homer when he gets like a little folksy like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. They do it a couple times. I uh, I There are a couple lines that stick out for me from childhood and one of them is when Homer quits uh, and he starts to use uh, Mr. Burns as a bongo I will always remember Lenny saying like, hey, he's giving a pretty good sound of that guy. That's my favorite line of the whole episode. Yeah, (laughs) I'm so sorry to steal it from you. No, because it's such a, it's like, to me that is, that is why this is the Simpsons because that moment of him just cruising through the the floor of the the power plant using his head as a bongo for any other show that would be enough <laughs> right right you know what i mean but but then to top it with lenny's line <laughs> it's such a dumb guy line <laughs> it's such a great dumb guy line i love it I, it's I so love, sweet it i is. love how you phrase that though <clears throat> excuse me for any other show that would be enough yeah. but they go for it and some of my favorite things I, I feel like this is such a testament to the simpsons as a whole especially during this era is that it's so much better than is Needed. Yes, I, I love things that are so much work. better yes. than is needed, than yeah. is required. They're not doing the bare min. Yes, you know they're just really going for it. And so, yeah, I feel like every episode, but this one particularly, it's it's not known for being a wall to wall joke episode. Right. but they still get them in there. Yeah, yeah. And it still has all the kind of hallmarks that you, yeah. in, a, in a really good Simpsons episode. And I remember that line like as much as, as I love it. I was thinking when I was watching it today, in a, on another show, someone might go, "Yeah, we can cut that." Right. Like for time, right. we would cut that line and get out of that scene because the joke is him playing his head like a bongo. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's even a joke right before that where, uh, which I did not remember, where Mr. Burns is just saying like, "I'm paralyzed with rage and <laughs> with rage and, and island rhythm." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? I'm, I'm paralyzed with I'm paralyzed with rage and island rhythm. Like he yes, said, like he would rhythm, fight right? back, but he's I, paralyzed yes. with rage. That's right. So there are also, I mean, we I feel like we have this for almost every episode during this run of The Simpsons, but there's so many moments that I didn't realize came from this episode, and I feel like have since invaded the internet, and people are like, you know, using it as gifs and whatever. Um, but uh, uh, or gifts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a moment uh, in the sequence when Homer's quitting where he gets into a golf cart, he drives over a tiny bridge, and then he sets it on fire. Literally burns <laughs> bridge, I have yeah. seen a lot of people use that oh, in application for burning you know, a bridge. Oh my God. Or just modern times, baby. <laughs> I just Walking really... <laughs> out of a party or some uh, other political bullshit that's happening. I don't know. That's great. I somehow missed the metaphor while watching it today, and was that's why I just yelled, burning a bridge. I know what this means, but anyway, I love his line of, uh, that's, that's your catchphrase. <laughs> you walk into every room saying that. Uh, I really love Homer saying, um, uh, that's for employing me for eight years, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is also... It's this complete lack of gratitude. <laughs> yeah. 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 How a, dare you? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a part of adulthood that like you don't really think about, or like at least I didn't, of just kind of like, yeah, everybody hates... Like, I hate my stupid boss, and it's just mm-hmm. like... It's really nice that I have a boss because it means I have a job. (laughs) Well, let's back up just a little bit um, to sort of fill in the gaps story wise. Like the entire reason why he decides to quit is that he gets his um, last paycheck to pay off. He's not in debt anymore. Right. Which one would surmise is maybe student loan debt or I don't know, whatever. Um, And so that's when he decides that he's going to quit as if he's been an indentured servant. To pay, I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot of layers to this. Yes, and then that is why he start. You know, uh, Lenny and Carl are just like, well, what are you going to do for work? And then that's when he's just like, oh, I have that covered. And he starts having his, uh, his right. story about terrorism, fighting yeah. terrorists for money. No, no, no. He he uh, he says like he has his whole dream job figured out. That's what it is, right? Like, yeah. And what was it again? Working as a monkey pin. Oh, a pin, a pin monkey. monkey. Yeah, a pin yeah. Monkey. He goes directly there. Yeah. Of like the freelance yeah. terrorist is, I think, the before that in the yes, beginning of the yes, story. Yes. Yes. But I love that. That's 
his dream job. Yes. I just love him having a passion, and that is such a specific passion. That they've given Homer such narrow parameters for his dreams. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. well, Lisa really, like, hits the nail on the head, too, where she's saying, like, it's very romantic that you, like, have this thing where you're going to, like, brush aside society and follow your dream kind of <laughs> like yeah. it's just, you know uh, but I, I get that you know the best job I've ever had was working at a blockbuster and mm-hmm. that was uh, when I was a child what I wanted to grow up to be and I did it <laughs> uh, and then we went out of business but yeah it was uh, those types of jobs I totally get it yeah there's something about like you know uh, that sort of small community sort of job it's not like high stakes you know and, and it's not in an office and that usually works my dream job situation similar to yours was working in a movie theater in Berkeley when I was in college. Oh, yeah. And it was like one of those hippy-dippy three screeners. And so... <laughs> what, what's hippy-dippy about a th- about three screens? Um, you sold Oguala juice behind uh, the, ca- the concession stand. Well, and that's what you should have led with. Yeah. I, know. I worked Sorry. at a Jamba Juice. Have you, did you know that? Is that what you said? No. Did I hear Jamba Juice? I said Oddwalla. I'm so uh, I sorry. said Odd Walla. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, it was like an indie movie theater where we would like dress up for like opening nights and Aww. like, like at the theme. Vista. Like at the Vista, it was yeah. just like the Vista. Did you have a job like that? No, I had. I remember my dream job was working at a record store, and then I did, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I worked at Rhino Records when oh, I was wow. like, in my twenties, and it was a retail job. Yeah, it sucked. Like you yeah. know, I had to punch in and punch out, and I had to straighten up. The, it's not like, like Empire Records. I was no, always chasing yeah, never, my. Like I was chasing all. my Empire Records. That's what yeah, I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking that would be the coolest thing in the world. But mm-hmm. I think the coolest job I ever had was working at a library. Wow! Really? Yeah, I really loved it. Like I did it in high school, like for years, and I would just hide in the back of the library mm-hmm. and read. Nobody cared what I did. Libraries yeah. aren't that busy, <laughs> uh, so I would just sit in the stacks and just with a bunch of books and just read. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, man. Those was... types of jobs, man. Yeah, I mean, so going back to this episode, like, I super relate to, like, that whole simpler time scenario that he's, you know, diving into for himself of, like, going off the grid somewhat, but, like, getting back to, like, you know, getting back to basics, like, working yeah. in a library, like, you know, working at a movie theater for me, which was, like, such this small little corner of the world, and you can kind of wrap your head around it in a way that you know is a little different than like you know working as a desk slave oh, and, I still have those fantasies like I still yeah. think like I, I'm I'm very grateful to have the job I have but when I'm when I get down I I think to myself like I'll just deliver pizzas yeah like that always seemed like a great yeah. job because you're in your car and you meet yeah. new people <laughs> like, smell like pizza yeah you smell like pizza like you're making people happy all yeah. the time and pizza and you know it's new faces all the mm-hmm. time I feel like someone I feel like there's some quote somewhere about like someone wanting that to be their dream job because they're just making people happy I can't yeah. think of what it was but I, I it was something that I saw recently but anyway the best perk about the uh, being a pin monkey is that you get to shine your head <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in, in the ball shine the shino follow I just love that um, that visual of, of him looking into the head just kind of you know with the reflective surface yeah. and it is fun to see Barney's relative which looks like you know off design Barney you know like just like because he's older and he's grizzled and so and I love like the way that they animated his reflection and Homer's head it just is really cute or even just Barney getting him a job like he's so sweet he gets him a job and the guy's like okay I'm sure you're you're hired Barney you're fired (laughs) okay (laughs) he's fine with it yeah Yeah. off of that let's take a quick break I'm gonna think of things uh, that I'd want to (laughs) buy perfect (laughs) And we're back. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Um, yeah, I love that line from Marge. I mean, this is also a very meta episode, too. Um, I feel like there's a line around that. Uh, they're talking about uh, the boat show. <laughs> and then, uh, like, talking about, like, no one can pay attention for 30 minutes or, like, around yes. 30 minutes. Like, it's too long or something. A lot of digs at television as a form. Exactly. In and of itself. It's all good. Or even the gag of them looking... Through the photo album, the first photos are of of night <laughs> the boat. TV. Oh, <laughs> the a TV night show boat. A night boat on the TV. I loved the specific of, and here's our TV next to a mirror, yeah. so it looks like two TVs. And both kids are like, "Wow, whoa, yeah, it's so funny." Yeah. Uh, back to babies. Uh, this is when we find out that Marge is pregnant, and we get a nice young. Um, 
oh man, <laughs> what's happening with my brain? What's the doctor? Hibbert. Hibbert. My Hibbert. lord. You get a Hibbert haircut. Yeah, Hibbert haircut. I love all the yeah. different Hibbert haircuts. This one is like a little bit of a buzz cut because it's what like... He's fresh. It's like Arsenio Hall-ish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. early, early like high, 90s. Like, yeah, kind of like a high top. Yeah, it's so fun. And I love the like I love the relationship that Dr. Hibbert has with the Simpsons family that like Marge would be comfortable enough to confess to him that she's nervous about Homer finding out. Oh yeah. I feel like that's not something that you usually disclose to your pediatrician. <laughs> and he has like the I mean it's, it's such a throwaway thing but he has such a dark line where he says uh, you can tell she's nervous, and, and he says, I take it, ha ha, this was an unwanted child. <laughs> yeah. And he says it with this weird chuckle, like, like this yeah. is a, like this child that you don't want to Yeah, have. he is kind of, like, bleak in that, but, he, I mean, again, that speaks to, like, what makes him funny in general is is that he'll say, like, really dark things, but with a laugh, yeah. so it's, like, yeah. Yeah, that he, contrast always makes it weird. He says in one episode that he, he laughs because he's nervous, which I thought was funny, like, a nice way to kind oh, of admit to mm-hmm. what was happening. But what is his line right after? I don't. I don't think it was in syndication. It was something along the lines. It was of about being able to sell the baby. You could sell the baby for sixty grand. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. just a test. That was a test, yeah, yeah. and you yeah. passed it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, one of the gags that I think is so funny that is just very much, I mean, I think most of our favorite types of humor uh, is is she tells, Marge tells her sisters and says, oh. like, don't tell anybody. Oh, and it's so like, oh, funny. Don't tell Homer. He's like, well, we won't tell Homer. All right. And then so they go to the phone book and they start with A and they get, I think the last name was like, uh, like, I don't know. Something with an A. <laughs> and then they go all the way and they have like kind of the sound that like, like the time lapse yeah, transition. And, and, yeah. And then they go to uh, Z and they're like, whew, those guys are the biggest gossips in town. Like they're going to tell everybody. Yeah, it's just the two of them. It's so funny. It was funny. like Aroskin and Zakowski. Something like that. Uh, but yeah. it, it's so funny. It's just such a good way to make fun of those jokes. They do that kind of stuff all the time. Just little misdirects that mm-hmm. are too smart for this world. And it's such a silly game, too, that we go on beyond that where, so Homer's walking the street and I think, you know, Chief Wiggum is like, hey, Homer, like, good job. It's like, oh, thanks. I have been doing a good job at the bowling alley. And like all these other people are, you know, saying very like uh, suggestive things to him. And then Marge gets a surprise baby shower thrown um, and he still doesn't get it. Even oh, yeah. r- Really oh. quick, just because it's such a good line of oh, Mo yeah. saying, hey, Homer, way to get your um, way to get Marge pregnant. Yeah. Oh, it's a, that was, that's an abstract. Yeah, that's kind of abstract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do enjoy is, working at the bowling yeah, alley. Yeah. So funny. And then he comes home to the baby shower, and then it's, I think, um, Maude Flanders that says, like, oh, by the way, Homer, like, congrats on your new job. New job? Wait a minute. Marge is pregnant, and he has a big moment. No. Rips his last two hairs out. Yeah, there are yeah. a couple. So so there are a lot of things that we kind of, like, skipped around, but um, there are a couple moments in here that, like, I remember, like, it, they really, like, stuck out to me even all these years later and watching it. Um, I really love that image of Homer, like, gleefully doing a, um, I'm gonna make it after all, and, like, tossing the bowling ball and having it just, oh, yeah. like, crush into the ground. <laughs> it, like, slams with, like, such a weird sound like the folly on that is really fun um, and then I also love like the runner of every time Marge gets pregnant that's how his hair falls out yeah that he yeah. just freaks out and tears it out and that's just kind of like and he a never fun... deals with it well <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that being canon <laughs> yeah me too um, so right after the hair pulling um, we get uh, him like continue well this is when they get that commercial break joke which is great yeah and when they return uh, Homer's kind of being the unreliable narrator again um, but this time Bart ends up being the one who tells the story and it's one of my favorite visual gags of like you know Homer's kind of freaking out and then his head just just balloons to like such a crazy size yeah. it explodes uh, and then then he doesn't have a head yeah uh, and then poor Marge is just like and your bottom was a little bigger <laughs> but that, that image of his head exploding Fucking that's another that. uh, gif 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 it's whatever so good um, that circulated the internet of just like you're blowing my mind. Blah. Sorry to bring the millennial edge. No, to but this. you know, I was I was listening to <laughs> an episode with John Ross Bowie, mm-hmm. and he had mentioned that it was like the show is so designed for internet culture. Yeah, and it's so it's so true because there's so much to collect in the show because yeah. there's so many things that are recurring. Like just even like Hibbert's hairstyles, like all the yeah. flashback hairstyles, mm-hmm. things like that. It it is so designed for that kind of like obsessive 
collection yeah. culture that, that the internet breeds, you know, just right. getting every super cut of everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how could they have known? They, they couldn't have. But nope. it's interesting to me that, you know, like... I guess Simpsons did it in some way of predicting. I don't know. Are we going to go down that yeah. road? <laughs> but it was very much designed for obsessives. You know? Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Um, so at this point uh, <coughs> in the episode, uh, no, oh, it's oh, oh no, no. Are you okay. <laughs> what if I passed away? As, as per our contract, we continue the podcast even when our guest dies. This is not the first podcast I've coughed on. <laughs> way to brag. Well, okay. so yeah. I guess we're not special. But it's the best one. Oh, good. Phew. <laughs> it's the loudest uh, I've coughed, but most passionately. That accounts for something. Uh, so at this point, you know, uh, right before Homer finds out that they're going to have a baby, like Homer keeps saying kind of like, boy, our life is perfect. Mm-hmm. And like even has like the prayer of just kind of yeah. like, um, you know, uh, just please make everything stay perfect. And also, uh, if you don't want me to eat these cookies, give say. Give me no sign. <laughs> I love the runner of give me no sign. <laughs> All right. Okay. And uh, so at this point, he realizes that he has to ask for a raise. And so, uh, you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, so he suggests that he's going to triple the business. And you can walk us through it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this is like my favorite kind of gag in the world. It's just one of those like long montages. And it's so perfect. It's so it's perfect for Homer too. So it's like a, a montage. And first he's reading a book on uh, advanced marketing, right? Yeah. And then with his little glasses, his, <laughs> his little, little glasses, glasses. On, the, on, the, on the bridge of his nose. And then he's kind of like you can see he's kind of struggling with it. And then it transitions to him reading a book called Beginning. Beginner's marketing, yeah. is that right? <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, is the third beat that he's reading just the dictionary, the dictionary yes. and reading the, the definition of marketing? <laughs> yeah. So good. And he just keeps and, throwing them in the garbage. And he goes, <gasps> I got it. Yes. And then, yes. And then he has his like, aha. He's sta- oh, no. They show him staring at a bowling ball for oh, a long yeah. time. Oh, that's and right. And he's thinking and he's thinking. And like this sort of light bulb goes off and he's like, I've got it. And it immediately cuts to him standing outside the bowling alley with a, a shotgun, just firing it into the air. Bowling. <laughs> Bowling here. It's and then so good. Lisa says, Mom, make him tell the story the right way. <laughs> no, that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that so kind of funny. gag. I feel like, I wonder wh- who did that first. Who did right. the like person reading the book and then having to read the book that's explaining the other book? Right. I know right. we've done that on the show. I know we did one that was, it was like a how to do something. And then the person being confused by it, and then reading a book called How to Read. <laughs> I, I wonder who did that first. It's so good. Yeah. Um, speaking of the... Maybe Conan wrote it. Yeah, maybe. The the narrator stuff, um, I forgot, or I think I glossed over the best one, um, in my opinion, which is uh, Homer dancing as the sperm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. good. Everyone just being like, Ooh. You have to be so graphic. And then I love what he says, like, ha, come on, they paved the way for this stuff in school. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of my favorite little moments because the way they draw that is so, like, you can't do that in real life, I don't think. It's very impressive. What, um, the sperm dance? You do it. Is that a challenge? <laughs> oh, you guys can't see, but I'm doing fluid. a great sperm dance right now <laughs> on mic. On mic. We're all going to do the sperm dance for charity. Uh, it is the new thing. Um, so. At this point, obviously, uh, Homer gets let go because he, you know, that did not work. Um, and uh, it's really sweet. And he has all the, you know, all the people around uh, and he's being thanked for keeping the young people away. And you get all these guys yeah. with gray hair. It's like, yeah, great job. And they give him the, the, the jacket. Like, we're going to miss you, Homer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they get the, you know, sorry, sorry you had to split. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that that jacket's drawn. I've always liked it. Like, Me it's too. Just I want so one. shiny and <laughs> cool looking. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, they make him... They they make him a jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and and then as he's leaving, <laughs> it's like, man, this is really depressing. You know what cheers up? Bowling. <laughs> and then you hear. And then all just the, pins. the sound of bowling yeah. is so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're all laughing again. Oh, there's a moment <laughs> like, in no there. This is great. Yeah. There's a moment in there that actually feels very Conan-y um, that I really loved uh, when he's saying goodbye oh, to everyone. We're gonna make it to California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, little oh, Joey. God. That's so, yes, that's, that is like. Would you say that's a Conan-y thing? That is very much in his wheelhouse. Like, yeah. That's that type of reference. Especially you, Joey. Show we will, Homer. You'll yeah. make it to California Day. <laughs> Show we will, Mr. Homer. I've seen Show him we will. do that 
like kid character you know, <laughs> like, like even he like he even <laughs> sometimes when he's riffing he even does like pretend he's holding a hat yeah. like at his chest you know yeah. sort of like <laughs> I just remember watching Conan like back when it was uh, you know good like oh, good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> zing no on NBC and, and it was like late night right um, and and uh, Every time he would talk about his kids, he would affect that kind of little Joey Gee, voice. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like, oh, father. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does that one Paint too, them yeah. as these Dickensian father, orphans. Father. <laughs> I always loved that. My marketing plan attracted a record number of police and fire officials, but few stayed to bowl. I failed. Winning my dream job was the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, you did a great job, Homer, and I'm really going to miss you place has never been cleaner and the way you kept the young people away <laughs> that was beautiful oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was anyway we all pitched in and we got you this little going away thing this was the happiest time of my life i'll never forget you guys especially you joey see you around mr homer don't worry joey We'll make it to California someday. Sure we will, Mr. Homer. Sure we will. <laughs> it's going to be sad around here without you, Homer. Boy, this is depressing. Hey, I know what would cheer us up. Bowling! Uh, yeah. So uh, at this point, uh, we end up. Back when it was good. Sorry, I've not fully <laughs> recovered from that. <laughs> I get it. Uh, at this point, Homer realizes that the only place he could go uh, is the nuclear power plant, mm-hmm. and it's you get the oh, guy. The so security, humiliating. Yeah. The security guy is like, "Uh oh, acid rain again." <laughs> oh, man, and Homer's walking through it all depressed. And it's it, so bleak, yeah, because it's so raining sad. as he's as he entering know, the gates. It it's away. all barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it melts away his jacket. That yeah, visual of, jacket. of the jacket just dissolving in yeah. air is like really haunting. <laughs> it really is. The it's music awful. here. It's like the because the other thing about this episode is it's a very rare one where you see Homer experiencing like unfiltered joy. Yeah, like he's actually living his dream, and he's so happy at that bowling alley. And this is like, and he thinks he's got it completely made. Like they've they're out of debt. He has it all figured out. He gets to do exactly what he wants to do. And then just to see him having to like kind of crawl back to this place and yeah. having that literally that the that experience literally erased from his from him by yeah. the acid rain is is really, really sad. It is really sad. From this point forward is like a total cry fest, I feel like really hits all those emotional beats. And I think because as you said, like it is so rare that we get to see usually we, usually Homer's just sort of like coasting and he doesn't have that edge of self-awareness that he does in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah, and you know, um, in terms of like when shows were at their peak and when people love them the most, um, you know, people always talk about, uh, I think it was like Dead Homer Society uh, came up with the phrase like Jack Jerkass Homer. Uh, jerkass Homer is Homer now as opposed to like just regular Homer who was like a nice sweet person who like ultimately sure he did really stupid things constantly but he always meant well. He was yes. never doing He was well meaning. Um you know to to be a jerk and like um, Peter Griffin is a jerkass character. Very much like, yeah. so to the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so and um it has become this new you know uh it is just kind of evolved uh or you know Devolved, depending on who you ask. Mm. Just different types of shows, but this is my favorite Homer um, because, yeah, he still gets to be funny, but he's still so raw. And so when he goes into get his job back, um, and you have that like assistant lady, he's just like, first time? No, I'm actually coming back here. Just the, her voice dropping, like, <laughs> oh yeah, so you low. Have applicants and then supplicants. <laughs> supplicants. Yeah, there's like a giant door that says applicants. <laughs> like a yeah, a like, little doggy, like a door. mouse hole. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then when he comes out on the other side, he has like cobwebs on him and. Stuff. Like he's crawled through like duct duct work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I also just really quickly while we're on the topic of Burns, there when he's when Homer is quitting, uh, I really like his tactics to be kind of um, mean, where mm-hmm. he's just like. A nice desk. <laughs> oh yeah. What if I didn't use a coaster? <gasps> what? <laughs> and then later, like empties a trash can that has one little piece yeah. of paper in it. 
It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you said it first. Uh, but so he comes crawling back. And then we get this moment of uh, Burns saying, it's like, it's company policy to give you the plague. <laughs> Plaque, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, of course, it's don't forget, you're here forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's crushing. And he has to, yeah, has to place it over his desk at all times. Yeah. That's so, I don't know if yeah. you could do that, but that's. <laughs> Did you guys find it, I, I don't know, because The Simpsons has been on for so long and is seemingly endless, that don't forget you're here forever spoke to that as well to you as a viewer? <laughs> that's funny. I, it no. did not. No. Uh, it did but... for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to leave the podcast, I just think you spent more so. time with the show than I <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps you're correct. Um, it wasn't a depressing way, but it just kind of, I don't know, it like made me think of, uh, I don't this, it, it made me trip out. I swear I was sober, um, huh. but it made me trip out in a way where I was like, oh, Homer's going to be working at the nuclear power plant forever. That is making me sad. It is kind <laughs> of like, he didn't sign up to be alive this long at age 45. <laughs> There's no way that Bart doesn't want to go through pu- puberty yet. Like, <laughs> it's so much time. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to think of characters as real people is always a easy, slippery slope when you are an emotional person like try. Julia and I are. <laughs> no, I can't fall down that rabbit hole. <laughs> much like Alice did in that one movie. Yeah. Um, That's so, all she did, right? Just one? <laughs> uh, so uh, we finally get Homer back at home and I love this moment um, between Homer and Marge where he's saying kind of just like I have to shoulder the responsibility by myself I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be strong and uh, he says how was your day? And she's like well actually and then immediately just has this meltdown he just falls apart yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. that's when we end up at the hospital mm-hmm. we get Mayor Quimby's son I love that moment mm-hmm. uh the basically what happens is it's it's clearly a mistress baby. She's like, yeah, I, like uh, Mayor Quimby. I think the uh, your wife, wife would like would to. Like hold, to hold. My wife's yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Who was the other baby? We had another baby in there. Oh gosh. Oh oh, it was the Captain's baby. And oh, right. was, and he holds uh, it up like a fish that he caught. <laughs> that Catch of the such day. A silly beat. <laughs> that was so such absurd. a silly beat. There's I think no, that was cut from syndication. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, is that right? There's no there's no uh, mom there. At all. <laughs> yeah. It's just him it with was, the baby that he's holding upside down. Yeah. I think his wife is the sea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would I would bet money on that. But it's such a silly sequence just to have. Like it's so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it I mean, I don't know. It I guess uh adds a little levity to what is going to be a very emotional moment. So maybe they were just keeping that they it in it. They padded out with joke beats. It's really yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah. So remember it's a comedy, guys. Mm-hmm. But then we have Marge um, you know, giving birth to Maggie and Homer's just like still bummed out, like, oh great. Oh, another mouth to feed. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> right, then, as the doctor yeah. sort of telling him, you know, what a joyful moment this is, mm-hmm. and Homer just cannot connect yeah. to it at all. Oh. I've never been so miserable in all my life, but I can't take it out on Marge and the kids. I've got to carry the burden all by myself. Hi, honey. How are you? Well, actually... Oh, I can't go on with this charade any longer. I hate my job, I hate my life, and ever since I found out about this baby, there's been nothing but bad luck. My contraction started an hour ago. It's just in one ear and out the other with you, isn't it, Marge? This is incredible. It's God's most wondrous miracle. Sir, I think your wife wants to hold the baby. My wife? Where? Where? Congratulations, it's a boy. Arr. You're truly the catch of the day. It's wonderful. It's magical. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Another mouth. One more push should do it. Marvelous. Congratulations, Mr. Simpson. You have a beautiful, healthy baby. Okay. I think someone is saying hello. Hello. Oh, it's a boy. And what a boy! Uh, that's the umbilical cord. It's a girl. A girl! Oh, Marge, we have a wonderful baby girl. Not just a girl. The most beautiful baby girl in the whole world. <sighs> Come on, Marge. Show a little enthusiasm. Hmm. 
you loved her right from the start. <laughs> Absolutely. Then why no pictures? Oh, there are pictures. I keep them where I need the most cheering up. Yeah. Which I kind of related to. Really? Well, it's it's weird. I mean, it, it wasn't that I was, you know, frustrated and bored the way he seemed mm-hmm. or just, you know, feeling like my life was over. But when my daughter was born, it was this really crazy thing where my wife, uh, she was sort of, they kind of had to induce her. And, um, mm. <clears throat> and, uh, and they had a, a whole like unit in, in the room with us, like all these doctors rushed in and they had this uh, incubator and they had to aspirate my daughter immediately because she, uh, they thought she had, uh, was choking on something oh, when man. she was born. And it was this really, really fast thing where my daughter was born and she came out and she was really kind of pale looking because she might have been had something in her in her uh, stuck in her throat and you know the we had a doula and she was like you know cut the cord cut the cord and then r- run over there because they you know grabbed her and put her in the incubator and they're trying to get whatever's out of her throat out of her throat and uh, you know you're supposed to have this immediate moment where you just bond with your child i think this, this is what everybody prepares you for where the child's born the mom puts a child to her chest and then everybody bonds and you're in love. But I was freaked out by all of this. And the fact that they were pushing me toward my daughter was really upsetting me too, because my wife was in all of this pain and she had just been mm. destroyed, you know, by, by this, this childbirth. And like, I loved her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah. this is the person I love. I don't even, I don't know you. I haven't even I don't, met you yet. Yeah, I was like, I don't, you don't look anything like you either of us. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're just this, like, screaming thing. Like, I, you know, and I was just, it was so weird to me to, like, have to go to to my daughter and not to my wife in that moment. And it was really, oh, it made it really, really hard to connect with her initially. Um mm. I did eventually. I was going to say, and still to this day. But in that moment, it was really, and I remember feeling like really ashamed of that as well. But, but it was really strange, like because it's just like that's I don't. This is where my bond is, and, and right. I'm being like pushed away from her. Yeah, I've heard that it's a actually a. Pre, I, I don't know the situation with dads as well, but I have heard that like um, a lot of women. Um, when they love the baby instantly, they don't end up always having the best relationships later on because their closest bond ever was in that moment. That's but really if there is a little bit of a kind of a, a disconnect in some way, um, that love will grow and foster more naturally. And then those are the mothers that tend to have like that really special, uh, more long lasting love with the hmm. child, which hmm. is very interesting. There yeah, have yeah. been a few studies on that. But in, in this case, uh, Homer is going through it and is more of kind of like what you were probably prepared with of this thing where as soon as as soon as you see it suddenly you're supposed to kind of be like how Homer was where it's yes. just kind of like this little you know this little hand grabs his thumb and it is a very sweet moment of it's course it's incredibly sweet yeah. and, uh, and it's good character design it really yeah. is it I is. love the look of little Mackie yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's just like oh it's a it's a boy and what a boy that's the umbilical cord <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I I guess I was a little afraid that maybe he might say, um, uh, like, uh, you know, sorry, I was distracted. Um, I was a little worried that he was going to be disappointed that it was a girl, um, because that's a pretty common thing mm-hmm. that you see happen. And uh, I love that he's immediately... He's so pleased. Just like, it's the most, uh, not just a girl, the most beautiful girl in the world. Like, mm. he's just a sweet, loving dad and it's the sweetest little thing yeah and um he and marge have this really sweet kiss and marge is so tuckered out and you know they did a good job showing that <laughs> like three hairs out of place <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, i love that they're going in for a kiss and then uh maggie decides to pull out a little pacifier and they gave a little or- origin story of that too yeah uh but before we get to the real tearjerker um it's time for a little break 
What a great break. I had so much fun. Todd, what did you do on your break? I <laughs> uh, just hung around. <laughs> cool. cool. You're such a cool guy. That's what Thanks, I like man. about you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Todd, why don't you walk us through the final moments Ugh. of the show? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. We're all holding hands. I know. I know. Like, <laughs> Tissues are yes. <laughs> A little kumbaya. We're not oh, even man. parents, but we felt it, and we're ready to live vicariously through you. And We are all under one blanket right now. We really are. <laughs> Mm. Well, it's yeah. So that it's it's interesting because up until that point, we still don't understand why they have no photos of Maggie. Mm-hmm. It's not been explained at all, and you don't um, see it coming too. And you don't see it coming at all. So that after that moment that that you just described, um, I think it's Bart who asks, like you know, but you still never told us why there are no photos of Maggie, uh, or where he says where are all the photos if you love of her so much, you know, yeah. where are these photos? Where are these photos? And he says. I, um, I, you know, there are, there are photos of her. I, I have them all. Um, where, where does it say where I need, where I need most, the most, most lifting, lift, cheering up cheering or something? Up, yeah. 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 And then they just transition to this wall of photos of her, just like endless photos of her covering a wall. And then it kind of moves along the wall and you see that it's his workspace and it's just it's just every every square inch of it is filled with these 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 photos of his daughter, and they're also um, then they they end on the, the shot of the uh, the sign that Burns had put above uh, his desk that says, "Don't forget you're 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 here forever," and the photos are kind of strategically covering up parts of that sign, and it just says uh, it just says, "Do it for her." Oh. And it's like it's. <laughs> I know. It's so. It's so, it's so real. real. It's so yeah. real. Like it's like it's not even sweet. It's like incredibly sad. Yeah. And and it's so it's so like it's so adult. It's like I know. it's like the absolute definition of being an adult. You I know? kept thinking like whoever pitched that, whoever came up with that. George Meyer, apparently. Really? Yeah, that makes that sense. Was his, like, yeah, that makes sense. Although I can imagine in his brain that it was just a word logic puzzle. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, there is meaning to this. He's yeah. part robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it's such a, a sweet and tender thing um, yeah. that is very achy and it, you know, because it has so many implications. It's that so weighty. It's just so weighty and such yeah. an emotional episode that, you know, I kept thinking, uh, uh, granted, this is the sixth season, right? Um, yeah. So it, The Simpsons, you know, has kind of gotten past that, like, Bart is a Hellraiser right. stigma. But this is such a great episode to, like, shove in the face of anyone who would talk shit about The Simpsons being bad for kids and being a bad influence. It's, like, such... That's right. It's dripping with heart. And, like, in a way that's really bold for a primetime animated show. Yeah, to, like, animated especially. Animated. I mean, that's the thing, like, that, that an animated show can, can evoke that kind of emotion that mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't get from any other half hour sitcom, right. you know? And uh, I have to uh, give a shout out to Alf Clausen, whose music is just so beautiful in this moment. Yeah, yeah. It, um, you know, as as many of us already know, he is no longer going to be with The Simpsons, uh, although he obviously has had a very long and successful career with them. Mm-hmm. And in moments like this, you really, you really can hear... Um, how much it helps, the, yeah. you know, just how how sweet. Even the little Joey part had great music underneath. <laughs> it, it really did. Joey. It made that whole scene when he was leaving the bowling alley really sad in a way, but that yeah. also allowed for the joke. It, like, didn't undercut it. Yeah, I kept thinking about Alf Clausen's music in this episode being, like, a really, really good standout episode for him. Another thing is that they didn't end the episode on, like, a last-minute joke that they could have, like, That's stuck right. in yeah. there. They just hung hung on that, yeah. It was like this. It was the Simpsons rosebud moment. Yeah, that's kind of what, like you know, that's what it always seemed like to yeah. me. Yeah, it's. Oh man, I love that show. And <laughs> it's funny. Like the, I was while I was watching the episode again and just kind of thinking about the show in general because I haven't I haven't watched it in a while. So it was nice to actually go back and watch it and kind of and then kind of remember some of my favorite things just about the show overall. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't. I was saying off mic before the show started. It isn't my favorite episode in terms of just being funny like there are m- many funnier episodes um and it doesn't even have any of my it doesn't have like any of my favorite lines in it um but anyway i was so i was thinking about the simpsons uh and how it reminded me so much of my other favorite 
animated thing, which is Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. And it felt like it, it had this sort of debt to Looney Tunes. And the, the, to, the thing that those shows had in common uh, is that they, they captured this sort of breadth of culture in, 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 in terms of references and stuff. And like, they would just, you know, it would be books and history mm-hmm. and current pop culture, but like much older pop culture. And, and they used like everything. It was, it was like a, almost like a liberal arts education. Even yeah. the title of the episode is a riff on, uh, 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 Last Exit to Brooklyn, the book wrap. Right. Last Exit to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Baby Makes Three, yeah. Yeah. So even even things like that. And I was thinking about that as I was watching it. And then they had the sequence in the episode where Homer was talking about, and it was totally ne- unnecessary in the episode, but he's saying that he found, he discovered while working at the bowling alley, the mystery of what happens to the pins oh, after yeah. they're knocked down. Mm-hmm. And it goes into... A total Looney Tunes yeah. montage with it, like Rube Goldberg yeah, and machines and that. Yeah, isn't it like It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like that's like in every like it's that I know that song from Looney Tunes. Yeah, so I know that tune from it. Yeah, that's funny. You're the first person to mention the Looney Tunes while doing uh, the podcast. Aside from Mike, maybe mentioning that he likes it as well, uh, mm-hmm. Julia's husband. But mm. yeah, that is so true. And both things that I think are staples to a lot of fans of yeah. of, of comedy now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and those are two great examples, Looney Tunes and Simpsons, like we were saying earlier, of like better than it needed to be. Yeah. Like Looney yeah. Tunes was way better than it needed to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Like it could have just been just like slapstick physical comedy, like whatever to make kids like pass the time. Well, like the kids one that came out later, like the one that was on. That's what that was. Space yeah. yeah. No. Not, no. Tiny Tunes? Yeah, An- Tiny Tunes. Animaniacs? Tiny Tunes. Yeah. I actually kind of, yeah. I do kind of like Animaniacs. But Tiny Tunes still, I will I will argue, I mean, it was, um, you know, the more youthful version of that, but it still had references that kind of yeah. cut to yeah. a deeper, you know, like uh, older crowd. Animaniacs also did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, but as there's a, been as a, a kid, lot. I didn't understand probably 70 percent of the references in Looney Tunes. Right, right, but I still right. Loved it. Yeah. And then when I was older, I was like, oh, oh. And it would yeah, you stay with that you. Stuff. Yeah, it would stay with you. you for that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Ah. Then you'd see an old movie or an old you know movie mm-hmm. star, and you go, oh, that's who they were making fun of. Right, or, right, mm-hmm. right. But that's also, who Edward G. Robinson is. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> also yeah. similar to The Simpsons, though. Like I remember being a kid and not getting the references, and just like still being included in on it because of the context clues of like no understanding that it was a joke yes. and understanding the cadence that and yeah, and yeah the cadence would make me laugh or something and your else. parents were laughing probably. yeah yeah and it was just it wouldn't be exclusionary in that way no where no it's not like, at all you're an idiot if you don't it get wasn't this. Es- it's not esoteric in that no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but then that also opened the door for rewatching later again like the Simpsons being you know an obsessive kind of show because um, and I think actually Josh Weinstein was telling us that like you know they were making it as if DVDs had existed and fans could rewatch and rewatch. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but you know, like they didn't have that, so it's such a treat now to like have the fans kind of come back to it and rewatch it, and then having that sort of interaction with them that they didn't get to have at the time because you know the internet was very slow in '94. For sure. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's it's almost kind of like uh, crazy that you know. Like the that Simpsons world exists, where you just right. have like you can just dive in and it's all laid out. For I know, you. and now yeah. um, all the commentaries on there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredible time that we live in. Uh, I know that you said that this wasn't your favorite in terms of um, jokes. Uh, f- feel free to share if there is a favorite that you'd like to just give a shout out to, or just a favorite line that maybe makes it into I, your. I can everyday. tell you, my absolute favorite line from the whole series is, uh, and it's it was the episode. It's such a stupid line, but I, it's one of those ones where I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." I never would have thought of that <laughs> in a million years. It was the one where the I think it was Homer, or was it Mo? Like it was a counterfeit jeans episode uh-huh. and and they're playing homer's playing cards with mo and he's like uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go out to the garage and mo's like oh the garage the garage la di da mr fancy pants and he's like what do you call it he goes the car hole it's, 
<laughs> my fucking favorite. Just the, that phrase, so that silly. phrasing, car hole. It's so a, silly. It's, so, it's such a good character joke too, because that's yeah. totally mo. Like yeah, just like, totally mo. Like garage is too fancy. Even the word garage is too fancy <laughs> for him. I love that. Uh, that's yeah. so funny. And then speaking of characters, just to close us out, uh, if you could uh, say that you relate the most to one character in The Simpsons, who would it be? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like it would be, I mean, I, I have a feeling that probably most of the dudes who've been on this show probably just say Millhouse <laughs> or, Actually, his, or his dad. Only, only Jensen Karp. He's the right? only person to say that he I feel like Millhouse is the most like everybody I know. Um, yeah. But I... And I, I would say that there are probably moments where I relate to him, but honestly, like a lot of times, the character of uh, well, oh, Lionel Hutz. Really? Yeah, because I just it's that feeling of like everybody's gonna know I'm a fraud <laughs> all the time. Like, yeah, it's, it's no, like I get that. Imposter not, syndrome. What's that? Imposter syndrome. Yes, exactly. All yeah. good writers have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I don't think I, I don't have his underhandedness, I guess, or his right, like, his boldness his of ethical just... problems. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. But it's just that that constantly operating at this level of being in terror that you're going to be found out as a mm-hmm, fraud mm-hmm. at all times. And you, your business card turns into a sponge. That was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The smoking monkey. Oh, man. What a great character. I know. Uh, Stay away from my stuff. <laughs> Wait, this is baby- the YMCA? He, yes, he's babysitting. Oh, <laughs> so amazing. Wakes up with a knife. It's so, it's so telling. Like, it's nothing that you've ever seen in his past, but you're like, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. this makes sense. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, well, Todd, thank you so much mm. for coming oh, by. This is great. Thanks for having me three years later. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll see you in another three years. Sure. <laughs> Sure. I'll watch an episode by then. Yeah. Uh, No more. (laughs) And then, where can people find uh, any of your work? And is there anything that you'd like to plug? Um, I, you know, I, you can watch Conan, uh, and you can watch on YouTube. I don't mind. You don't have to watch it on TV. Um, (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, I'm a sketch writer there, so I have stuff on all the time. Um, You may start with the Wiki Bear sketches, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm on Twitter at at Todd Levin. and I have a website, toddlevin.com, that has like links to some of that stuff. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julia, where can people find you? Thanks so much where for asking. Where can we find you? Yeah. At Julia Prescott on all the things, guys. It's that easy. Wow. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you for asking. You can find me at Allie Gertz and all the things. You can find us at Simpsons Pod. Mm-hmm. And everything's coming up, Simpsons at gmail.com. Yeah. And um, continue to support us on Patreon. We've got some Patreon episodes coming your way. Patreon.com slash Simpsons Pod. I think that's it. Smell you later. All right. Bye.